Hello and welcome to the Points to Podiums podcast. I'm Lori Hemmett. I'm Nolan Hemmett. Hey, and this week marks the halfway in this action-packed season. We are, of course, talking about round 11 of the Formula One World Championship in Austria. The Red Bull Ring brought us the second sprint race of the year, as well as a very entertaining race, I would say. Lots to discuss and break down after a very entertaining weekend in Austria of racing action. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, Yeah. So the big headline is that Charles Leclerc wins over the favorite Max Verstappen in the Red Bull ring. Ferrari, baby. Red Bulls get a little taste of their own medicine. Mm Mm-hmm. As uh, the Red Bulls were the Red Bulls win in um, Italy this year, so the Italians win in Austria this year. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a great, a uh, great race for good old Chucky Leclerc. As uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was called that in Miami, and I just want to call know, him Chucky Leclerc for them. For it makes now me on. laugh. He doesn't look like a Chucky, but no, that's not. okay. Anyway. Yeah, so he uh, he wins his first race since Australia this year, and. Uh, so that was eight races ago, if you're counting. It was, it was crazy. It's been that long. And uh, he hasn't been on the podium in five races, so a nice That's little return to, return to form here for good old Leclerc. Yeah, especially because it seems like Max dominated this weekend a little bit and winning the sprint race and then... Um, well, clearly he's the favorite. I mean, last year in the uh, Austrian and Styrian Grand Prix, the back-to-back kind of weekend thing that they did in the same place, I mean, he just dominated Right. Because it's, you know, it's the home race of the Red Bull team. Not really, but yeah, because Red Bull's from Austria. But so, I mean, it's called the Red Bull Ring. So you expect the Red Bulls to do well, and that's what they usually do. Sure. Um, but then that didn't happen. The the Ferrari had actually some pretty excellent race pace. And Well, uh, it doesn't happen that Sergio went out in what? Well, yeah, lap one. Lap one. But, <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit. But, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Charles... Was dominant uh, over yeah. Max this race. And he really he, did. Yeah, overtook Max three times. Yeah, they had some good fights, but Ch- Charles definitely was, ended up winning. It was easy for him. Well, not easy towards the end because he did have a, like a throttle issue with right. his where he had to like lift the pedal up with his foot and then deal with that. It was tricky for him. I he he said, but he got the job done. Uh, it was the first time uh, he's won a race below P one since he wasn't on pole position. So. I mean, yeah, that's impressive. That's, that's a good fight. That's good. Shows a little spunk. Yeah, definitely. It's just the F- Red Bull didn't really have an answer for the pace the Ferrari had in the race. Right. Um, well, and it's just too bad that Sainz had to well, yeah, you know, both, lose his yeah. car. Both the number two drivers for the top two teams are out. We're out this, this time around. Mm-hmm. We're with Sergio, Sergio Perez getting very unlucky. He wins. He does win the corner uh, going into turn four. Going around the outside of, of uh, George Russell, George, George Russell gives him a little squeeze, and just contact happens. Yeah. It just fishtails out in the gravel, and it's pretty much game over for Mister for Checo. Uh, and George took a five second penalty on that. Am I right? He did take a five second, but a lot mm-hmm. of people were taking penalties. Um, yeah, because of the track limits. But that was like him and Pierre mm-hmm. were, were like that because Pierre had a a uh, very similar. Um, crash or Moment. not crash but 
contact with with Sebastian Vettel mm-hmm. in the same corner, basically in the same way. Just right. it's kind of tough that that corner is kind of tricky because if you go on the outside and you kind of stick, your if you you basically how you win that corner is the same way you, how they did it. You just go around the outside, and once you have your front wing past the 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 front two tires of your car next to you, you've won that corner. Right. So that the mm-hmm. car next to you has to concede, and you know, Formula One drivers don't like to concede corners, right? And especially with that long right hander. What? They might have a little bit of an ego, is what you're saying? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> just a crazy theory I have. Um, <laughs> but especially with that long right hander corner, it's kind of hard to gauge uh, who wins the corner and who doesn't. So, yeah, this time around, George Russell gets hit with a five second penalty, which I mean, Mercedes says he doesn't deserve. I think he does because. I mean, it's clear yeah, that Sergio. I mean, Sergio didn't. Perez does win that corner technically, yeah. according to the rule book. So yes, technically, yes, he does deserve the five second penalty. But <clears throat> he says it's harsh. You know, potato potato. It's kind of a toss up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the rules are cut and try. It's potato potato on Twitter. The rules are cut and try. Was what I should say. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, kind of sucks for for uh, good old Chico because he actually was looking to make some moves. Mm-hmm. up the order there because he started p6 or p5 yeah. or so yeah so he definitely could have been in the race for sure especially with the uh, safety car that science brought out um so uh, it's just unfortunate for him because he's looking pretty i mean he's been pretty racy. Well, he stayed in the race even after the accident right for what yeah two? for a little bit it's just his barge board yep. or his uh his <clears throat> his floor was was really damaged and he, the downforce was significantly like was just right. lacking. So he just, I mean, I would do the same thing. You're basically sitting last place. You can't really get past anybody else. Mm-hmm. Might as well just retire a car, save the engine. Yep. For then the other day, the next day. Yep. Look, fight or what is it? Fight to live another live day to, or whatever. Fight live to fight day. another day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. And then yeah, and then the uh, the real tragic bit was a science dnf after an engine failure what a ferrari oh my god engine failure what weird that's a never happened before statement oh my <laughs> god remember way back in the day when we were talking about how red bull was in trouble and ferrari was killing it and now all of a sudden the, the, yeah the playing field is oh playing my gosh. Been leveled. The, those ferraris are struggling well, now i know that Charles won this one week of them is and what, right but this yeah. week it's just a, it's just an up and down with the it Ferrari is. this year. It is. It's such a, such an unpredictable situation. And it sucks for Science because he won last, he won last week or two weeks ago in, in Silverstone, and now looking, he was actually looking to make a move on Max Verstappen for a P two. Yeah, Ferrari could have gotten a, a one two in Austria, which would have been pretty sweet for that. Would have been amazing. A real crushing blow to mm-hmm. the Red Bulls, for sure. but that didn't happen. As we see, uh, Science's engine explode. It was crazy. His I mean, his car lit on fire for a good, like, minute there. Right. He couldn't get his car stopped, and he was, like, waving at the marshals, and the marshals were, like, fiddling around with stuff. It just, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't very clean from the Austrian official marshals this time around. They weren't, I mean, they were pretty quick, but, I mean, there was just some memes on Twitter of, like, the marshals sitting down his fire hydrant and then running away for some reason. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> it's like, when a driver has to, like... Hey, tell, like, I hey need look, my help. car's on fire. Can right. you please get over here now? Right, right. Like, help I don't know. Me. It's not an awesome look for the Austrian no. marshals, but you know, whatever. <clears throat> He's able to deal with it. Carlos is fine. The car is in one piece, I think, still. So, you know, not, should, well, should it'll be, be interesting that. to see how they end up in France next week because those 
you know, Mac, I mean, Max's car seems to be doing fine. Sergio and, or I mean, sorry, Charles's car seems to be doing fine, but Sainz's car struggling. I mean, the engine but, was. You know, between those two two teams, there's always something going on, it seems. Yeah, it seems like there's always like either one struggles and the other one thrives or both struggle and the other one it doesn't it just kind of flip-flops. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really really it's really unpredictable. What isn't unpredictable, however, is that Mercedes just continues to to lay low there in that P3, P4, P5 zone. Um, Hamilton yeah, and Russell just kind of riding that mid zone a little bit. They're scrapping for, I mean, the, for the P3 and P4s. They man. are. And they're doing a good job of it. They are doing a good job. They just continue to rack up the points in that weird little zone. Not winning, not losing. They're definitely not doing a lot of losing. No. They're getting a lot of points, though. They are. And they're kind of flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean. So I wonder what their strategy is. Maybe they're just riding that out. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't seem like Hamilton's in too big of a hurry to win, 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 win. Well, who isn't in a big? Who, I mean, everyone's in a hurry to win, win, win. I don't obviously. know. Hamilton seems like he's just waiting for somebody to make a mistake. Well, with the car right now, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, plenty of mistakes were made. Right. Um, and plenty of mistakes probably will be made. So as long as. He you just know, keeps landing. He stays he there. He keeps landing on the podium. And, you know, stuff like Carlos Sainz, Carlos Sainz's engine blows up, then yep. he sneaks into P3, then why, it's why points, not? Points, 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 win podiums. We That's the name points of our game right here. to podiums. Points to that's podiums. That's exactly what Lewis Hamilton did. He got points <laughs> and he moved up to a podium. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially after they both crashed out in Q3, which right. was, I mean, I, when was the last time you see Lewis Hamilton crashing and qualifying? Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the last time that happened. I don't even know. Right. I should have done more research before this, but I, I, I don't yeah. know. I can only remember the last time he did it. Yeah, he's solid. And then, yeah, Russell crashing out both. I mean, that's kind of rare, super rare mm-hmm. to see that team kind of like slip up like that a little bit. Right. It's just been interesting to watch Mercedes, how they're just kind of like riding in the wings a little bit. But I kind of wonder where they're going to end up at the end of the day. Well, they're still challenging. I mean, Russell's few point not even that far behind carlos Sainz, so he could slip into that four spot for the championship yeah he's five points behind carlos Sainz, right and lewis hamilton's right there too it's pretty interesting 19 points behind his teammate Mm -hmm. so five and six that's where they they are currently in the driver's championship and you know it's not crazy to assume that they could go up and keep going up Mm -hmm. if these top two teams keep making mistakes so, What's really interesting to me is that George Russell right now in points is ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, George Russell, I mean, that's kind of been the theme of the year so far. George mm-hmm. Russell's been able to cope with that car a little more than, a little better than good old Hammy has. Um, we'll see if he can, I mean, Hamilton seems to be finding some form right. of late. I mean, he's got it on the podium twice in the past couple, or three times. Um yeah, he's on the podium three times. Mm-hmm. This is the third, time, third podium in a row for yeah. for Little Hamilton. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he can just find some form now as we uh, go af- past halfway mark of the season. Um, we will probably see that uh, gap to the the teammates closing a little more, and then maybe even closing up to uh, Carlos Sainz too. So, right. I just think there's a lot of racing to be done this this season still, and a lot of points to earn. Definitely, I I really it's very very difficult right now for me to say with any definite decision that so and so is gonna win this 
driver's championship because I just don't even know. I'm not even for sure that Red Bull is going to win the the team. Uh, the constructor? I don't know. It's I feel kind like of a, it's... Well, it's, it's... I mean, it's it's like a 90% ch- chance. I would say like 95% chance mm-hmm. it's going to be either a Red Bull or a Ferrari. I mean, it's just... I know, it's but I, I don't crazy know. to say that. They're only like, I don't know, what, 55 points away from one another, something like that. So it's yeah. still super, super, super wide open, I feel like. Well, definitely. I mean, things change. Things can go wrong and things can go right for some teams, especially as we get to halfway season, halfway mark. We're almost to the summer break. So mm-hmm. you know, R&D could get, get put on some of those cars and make them better. Some, some can make them worse. You know, it all depends on... Who wants it more? Yep. Who's who's got the better development? So yeah, for sure. And luck. I mean, and luck. It, some of it comes down to luck. Speaking of luck, let's talk about Haas's heyday. There, it's not lucky. All right. Come on now, let's we go. Love Haas. It. We love it. We love Haas. <laughs> we love a good old Haas. We do shout love out. Haas. Yeah, it's been so depressing talking about them DNFing or like, what's going on with Haas? Can we get more from Haas? And we finally got it. Got, we finally got some good luck. I know. Going. And, and Schumacher, it's been really fun. Schumacher finally figured out what his last name is. <laughs> Shoot, and he's like able to drive that car now. Oh my gosh. And he looks good in it. And he got driver of the day, which he is, did. I'm super proud of him. That was Shed really a tear on Sunday neat. when I saw. I know. Love it. Yeah, it I think great. I think we... You know, we we say it every time we ha- do one of these, but we are we are closeted Haas fans. One of well, these days we're we'll Americans. Come out. We got a root for the Americans, all right. <laughs> one of these days we'll come out full on. <laughs> I, I'll I'll do it right now. I'll come out and say I'm a Haas fan. I'll I say am right now. a Haas I'm, fan. I'm on the website. I'm gonna get some merch for, for, for good old Mickey. <laughs> Let's go find some sponsorship. Hey, right. points to Podiums hey, Podcast. Yeah. We're Haas fans. Put um, us on the car. We it yeah. Mick looked great battling with Lewis. That was that fun. Was fun. Yeah. Good and old, that whole little, little five with... car pileup with Haas, Magnuson. Yeah, yeah. And you got the, yeah, Mick. you had Magnuson, Mick, Lando, Joe, and Alonzo in there. That, that was, was really fun. Very nice racing from the t- from the pair, from the Haas pair and Lando too. Yeah. Very nice, very fun. Love to see Haas actually doing something. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm yeah. sure Gunter and Gene are all happy and fat and getting drunk. <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun to watch those guys. Um, I do uh, secretly always root for the Haas to do well. Well, now we got to see if they can keep it up. Yep. Because Schumacher's on a P8. He's got his first points in in the in Silverstone Silverstone two weeks ago. So and he's on two week spree. P6 in Austria. The Haas actually is not too bad at Austria. They actually have found some pretty solid success uh, in earlier earlier years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was kind of going in, like, seeing what they could do because, you know, obviously coming into Silverstone, they actually were pretty solid. And then mm-hmm. even before in, like, Canada, they, we've seen some glimpses of them doing all right, getting back out of their, like, their kind of their troughs, and now they're kind of on the rise again. So sure. love to see the Haas team back in the fighting points area. I think they can do it some more because mm-hmm. the car actually looks pretty punchy it does look pretty good and mick is driving really well kevin's driving really well yeah. um the team seems to be in high spirits obviously and uh i i just want to see them continue that uh run of form and i think they can uh going into france 
Yeah, I do think so. It's it's fun to watch them compete. It's fun to watch them race. Um, you can tell that. And they're, who can't? I mean, you can't not like the Haas team. I. It's impossible. Because how do you not root for Mick Schumacher? How, how do you not root for that guy? I know. You can't. And Kevin Magnuson, love him or hate him, he's feisty, and I like him a lot. You gotta love Kevin. You gotta love that that duo. I've I've always I've always wanted to see uh, like that duo when two years ago when they decided to let go both drivers. I always thought that Kevin and Mick would have been a great team, and I think and now that we finally got it, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, they're they're competing with one another, but more importantly, they're competing and they're in the mix. And you know, two weeks in a row with points—that's great. Mm-hmm. Love I, it. Yeah, I'd, keep I'll, it up, Haas. Let's go. Keep it up. Love to see it. Um, I do want to ask questions. I got some questions. I got some questions, got questions? about McLaren. Okay. Um, they actually didn't have a too bad of a too bad of a race. I mean, uh, Lando got a five-second penalty, so that bumped Mick up in the sixth, though he was seventh. And then Ricardo got ninth, so actually not not too bad of a okay. haul for points. But the qualifying is definitely something that oh. somebody could ask about for Mr. Ricardo and even Mr. Norris too. He did wasn't that great this time yeah. around, but consistently, Mr. Ricardo is slipping up. He's he he's I don't know. It seems weird. Well. The whole reason why, I mean, if you're looking at your phone or you're looking at the F1 app or Twitter recently, obviously because Ricardo is not comfortable in that car yet. Clearly. And the other <laughs> but news. hello, we're halfway through yeah, the season. And the other news out of this week was that Colton Herta got signed by McLaren hmm. to be a driver in their organiz- in their racing organization. Oh, that's interesting. So they have like, there's, a, McLaren has a couple. They have like an off-road. I can't remember what it's called. The 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 the, the cars. I can't remember what that that scene is called. And then they have obviously their IndyCar team, which Colton Herta drives for, and and uh, their Formula One team. So uh, McLaren sign Colton Herta. They're kind of gaining. They're kind of creating this arsenal of mm-hmm. like these young talents that are coming out of IndyCar, coming out of F2, coming out of wherever. Right. To kind of. I don't put the pressure on Ricardo a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, if you can't perform, we got all these young guys who can right. get in here and probably do a much better job than what you can do because Lando's kicking your butt right now. I mean, right. Lando's got 60, he's got, what, 64 points yeah. out of the 81 total that, that McLaren have scored. So mm-hmm. he, he's scored 75% of their points so right. far this year. Right. Which, you know, I would, if I'm Zach Brown, if I'm Daniel Ricardo, if I'm Andreas Seidel, if I'm you know anybody in that organization I'm sweating a little bit mm-hmm. because like hey we signed you for a lot of money mr right. ricardo we signed you last year and we know we right. gave you a year to kind of figure that car out now you need to start giving us some points now right. now you just start giving back to the team and he's not doing that yet right he's a great personality he's got great charisma i know he's a great driver it's just something going on i do think psycholog- i don't know he's just not yeah. jiving somehow i do think that they're going to keep him though next year because you do He's such a commercial value. Yeah. He's so he's he sells a lot of t-shirts. He sells mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. People like him. He's real charismatic. Exactly. He's 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 a very marketable person. Yep. So that's kind of like in his, particular in the U.S. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because the the U.S. fans really like Daniel. They Ricardo. do. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of the biggest draw. Right. Um, if you're put if you're listing out the kind of pros and cons for Daniel Ricardo, that I I think if you if you're Zach Brown, the definite major number one on that list of pros is his commercial value. Yeah, he's likable. Exactly. However, let's talk about which is I mean, 
Uh, which is not good. It's not great. I mean, it's good, but it's not good. Yeah, it has nothing to do with your driving. <laughs> it's good, but like, it's not all good. If but you're, can you drive the car? If you're a racing driver right. and your highest asset is your commercial value to sell stuff, like, right. uh, yeah, it's not always, that's not the best thing. I mean, it's nope. good. Nope. It's not good. But it's, not, it's good for you. It's good for the, It's. I mean, it's just, I don't know. He's kind of stuck. He is a little stuck. And so is Zach Brown because... I mean, yeah, your team can do really well, but you know, you got some shareholders to keep happy, and you yeah. got all these other people to keep happy, and that's what Daniel Carter does for you. I mean, at the end of the day, it is a business. It is a business. But speaking of business, and if you're Zach Brown, there are some Americans out there that are looking very strong. Yes. So, uh, is that something that that you know one of these teams could potentially think about picking that, up? That is kind of the question right now. Is like, okay, if Ricardo's gone. Who could kind of fill his shoes? Right. And if we're and looking, if if we're looking, looking about looking, American commercialism and marketing, let's look at our guys here on the home Exactly. Prep. Exactly. If you're looking, if you're, if you're Zach Brown, an American, and you're saying, hey, um, I see what Daniel Ricardo, an Australian, does for the American market. Let's see what American can do for uh-huh. the American market. Like? Well, Colton Herta mm-hmm. could be your guy. Indy- Pato Award, the two guys in IndyCar that are ripping it up right now for right. Aero McLaren. Sure. And you've got this 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 young F two driver in the name of Logan Sargent, who just won his first, who the first American to ever win an F two, mm-hmm. uh, with for Carlin for the the Williams kind of youth academy. I mean, you've got some options if you're sure. if, if you really wanted Daniel Ricciardo to leave, and you're say I'm done with with done with uh, done with him. I mean, you got some options. Right. I would say I, if I, if I were Zach Brown and I wanted to get rid of Daniel Ricciardo, which I don't think will happen, I think mm-hmm. they'll stick with Daniel Ricciardo. I just want to mm-hmm. say that. But if I had to entertain the idea, I would say put Logan Sargent in an F one car. Right. Yeah. Because he's tearing it up on F two right now and just won his first race. And um, how how exciting would that be to have an American driver and an American team? Be great. Yeah. Um, some I think if they did that, yeah, yeah, he, it's early. It'd mm-hmm. be early for him to be in an F one well, car for sure. But how 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 long was Zhou uh, Guanju or Zhou Guanyu? Zhou, I a couple years in F two, right? Yeah, a couple years. But I mean, you know, realistically, um, the the bold I, I'm I would be the the bold choice would to go with Logan Sargent mm-hmm. for to put in that car, but. You know, he's in. He's a Williams Academy driver. Um, not a McLaren guy. Not a McLaren guy. So they no. would have to bring him over from that that squad, that that group. Mercedes group, right? Um, which they're kind of in because they're you know McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. But it'd be difficult because you know, if you're on, on one hand, if say 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 you are Yost Capital and you are the you are the uh, the Williams. Um, team principal. Right. You're looking at your lineup right now, and you're thinking, hmm, what can change? Mm-hmm. You've got Alex Albon, great pickup, yeah. doing great things for the team. And right. then you've got Nicholas Latifi, yeah. who wah, 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 is what wah. is known as a pay driver, who is yeah. daddy's got a lot of money and, right. you know, he yeah. invests in the Yeah, company, if you're looking blah, blah, blah. to make a change there, maybe you pull in that your Williams guy there. See, ne- exactly. Now, now, see, now Yas Capital is going to be like, okay, so maybe there's pressure from McLaren if that's if they want to not go with Ricardo right the pressure's on uh Yas Cabido to sign that this young Logan Sargent guy mm-hmm. to Out be of a academy. reserve driver right, to be sure. to be something to be more involved in the F1 team right which would be smart would be a, a smart play for Yas Cabido especially since you're kind of looking at kind of your other options uh for Nicholas Latifi because he's not 
He's really, Nicholas Satipi is looking like a weak link right now, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, the guy... He is struggling in every race. The guy... Hey, look, all right? In Silverstone, two weeks ago, he did get in Q3, right? I just will say that. Yeah, just he qualified in Q3. Mm-hmm. Where did he land? Like P12, uh-huh. P11, P13. Yeah, no points. He did finally get past Nico Hulkenberg in the driver's standings after uh-huh. that race, though. Okay. And Nico Hulkenberg drove two, two races. Two races. For Seb Vettel. <laughs> The first two races. When he had COVID. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Got it. So Check. that's who we're dealing with yeah. um, there. And then and then you see, you know, a young guy like Alex Albon, who's, you know, doing pretty well in that car. Yeah. Who's and, beating his teammate consistently. Uh, yeah. You kind of, you're kind of looking at like, okay, maybe we can push. If if we want Alex Albon as our number one driver, we mm-hmm. got to have somebody that can push him a little further. Yep. So I like Albon. He's got If Moxie. I am, I think there could be a little, if... If Logan Sargent continues to do well and mm-hmm. continues to win, I feel like going into next year and then the year after, you could see a little bidding war for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since uh, Theo Port- uh, Portrer, uh, Theo, Theo Portrer, I think it's how you say his Theo name. Theo Port- Portrer, yeah. The, yeah. The, the current F2 champion, yep. or the current F2 leader, leader. Yeah. is looking like he's going to sign with Alfa Romeo mm. uh, as a reserve driver for next year. So maybe... You kind of get the the like Yuri Vips, or you get like you know Drogovic, or you, you're looking at the the guys down there. I mean, but then you look at a, an American who's you see the the sport rising in America. Right. I mean, I it's mean, much the, like the what commercial they did with, value at Alfa Romeo did. You know, bring exactly. on this. You know, the Chinese driver who could right. get Chinese money, exactly. and then now you're looking at you know you're looking, they're adding more and more American mm-hmm. um, races to the schedule. The, the owners. Liberty Media is an American team, right. American company right. uh, that owns F1. Hey, if I'm Yas Capito, if I'm, you know, if I'm Andrea Seidel, if I'm, you know, Zach Brown, I mean, Logan Sargent in a couple of years could be a very, com- very high value commodity yeah. uh, for the sport of F1, for your team. Yep. I mean, it, it's just that the money that he could bring in would, right. would be something that these teams are going to look at with, you know, saliva dripping down their right. chops. Well, for sure. I mean, let's be honest. It's always nice to root for your hometown guy. So exactly. um, it would be nice to have somebody from, you know, an American driver under the American flag, you know, driving. Yeah, it's first time. Um, I mean, be a first Alex- time in several Alexander years. Rossi was the last right. for uh, some, I can't remember the team, starts with an M, um, whatever, but they were horrible. That team was sucked. Um, <laughs> back in 2015 was the last time you right. saw an American. And, I mean, you see, you know, Andretti wanting to get mm-hmm. an F one. I mean, Logan Sargent could be be fun to watch in the next couple of years. He's he's a guy to watch yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, just the the rise of that dude. Yeah, definitely. I, I would well be super with happy. Uh, you know because of the Netflix show and you know so many other reasons why Formula One is just becoming more and more popular. I mean, look at us. We look made at a us. podcast. We're making a podcast. I'm a literally we're like a midwest we're family. in the midwest we're not <laughs> and i'm a random mom who exactly. is you know invested in invested in the dealings of, of a williams driver <laughs> in america like it's just right whatever. It, it just it's ridiculous so it would be nice to have somebody to root for here at home yeah. home side but i do uh don't need it because i do love all these guys in particular i love my pierre gasly but i don't know what's going on with the alpha taris right now
Yikes. But we, I mean, the results, <clears throat> uh, yeah, the the kind of, I mean, the, the Alpha Tauris, ooh. Woo! I mean, I P15 and P16. <laughs> Yikes. For the Alpha Romeo pair, um, or Alpha Tauri Sorry. pair. <sighs> yeah, we don't need to talk about it. What is really fun to look at these results is Mick Schumacher in number six. Yes, absolutely. That's I probably mean, my favorite. And I'm telling, Esteban Ocon. He is so underrated, in my he opinion. He is having one heck of a couple of races. Let's just say that. This year, he's been great. Yeah. Really, he's been consistent, really racing consistently well. Consistently doing really well. And, yeah. And he's been consistently making Q3. Kind of up and it's sometimes up and down because yeah. the Alpine car is just some a little little sensitive. A little sensitive. But I mean, he's doing better than his than his teammate, the two time world champion. Uh, uh, yeah. Fernando Alonso. Although Fernando Alonso isn't 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 doing poorly. No, he's <laughs> Let's not. Be honest. No. But it's just impressive that Esteban Alcon is doing better than him. Yeah. What's fascinating is that Alfa Romeo, um, excuse me, Alpine is ahead of Alfa Romeo in points. Constructors' yeah. points, which is sh- sort of shocking. Alpine is ahead of Alfa Romeo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I started. Saying well, it wrong. I mean, Alfa Romeo kind of started the season like on fire. Yeah. I mean, Bottas and Joe scoring both in their first race, right? And then they, and then they both kind of scored in their and next just, couple races. Yeah, just coming on, and then and all of a sudden they've kind of fallen yeah. a little bit. I don't know. It's just probably the R and D. Honestly, I mean, they have a good power unit, obviously, because the Ferrari power unit's solid. Yeah, seems to be. But it's just, it's just the. The R and D is not great. I mean, right. it's just, it's just slumps. You know, yeah. the, the the sport has slumps. Well, speaking of Alfa Romeo, I'm just gonna say thank God that, um, you know, they could have two cars in the race this week and everything exactly. was good. And um, you know, that was a really scary accident or crash or whatever yeah. you want to call it incident. Silverstone in Silverstone, and I'm just super happy that everybody's okay and we can uh, continue uh, racing our with our two main yeah, drivers. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So all good things, but it is really interesting to see Alfa Romeo kind of down there below Alpine. That's a mm-hmm. that's a new look for sure. But I, uh, if we're going, if we're gonna, if we want to look ahead towards uh, France, mm-hmm. uh, the Circuit de Paul Ricard. A uh, cool track. I love this track. It's actually pretty sweet. Actually, yeah. uh, some some on people say on Twitter that it's boring. I disagree. Well, it's got a nice couple of chicanes that are uh, pretty it is, crazy. It is kind of a weird like track because there's all kind of like different like paths that you can take, uh-huh. but they have this one. But Twitter, I disagree with your statement that the, that the French track is boring. I think it's cool. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's long, skinny, and with a lot of twisties. Yeah, some twisties there. I mean, that's what... Well, a lot of F1 tracks typically have twisties in them, uh-huh. um, but otherwise known as chicanes. Otherwise known as chicanes. <laughs> uh-huh. Learned that vocabulary a couple weeks ago. Uh, if if you if you want to pick out one team, one driver to watch this this weekend, it's the Alpine team. I agree. Because they're, I mean, they're tied with McLaren right now mm-hmm. uh, for the fourth place. If they can jump them going into the the, the summer that break, be bonkers. That would be huge for mm-hmm. them especially since Esteban Alcon's heading to his home Grand Prix mm-hmm. where he wishes to impress and Pierre Gasly and Pierre Gasly wishes to impress also, which is not he's not part of Alpine but just another Frenchman mm-hmm. both drivers wanting to put on good shows for their home crowd for and sure Alpine if you're if you're going to pick one of those two guys to do better than the other one I think I think, I think, I think your guys Alcon is going to do I agree I think I think he's going to do a lot he's better he's hot right now I think he to can be honest. definitely get Another 
P4, P5 for sure. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the question nope. at all for us. Remember we used on. to say, um, what was it? Death taxes and, and Pierre, Pierre Gasly, Gasly scoring, points. scoring points. It's looking like it's looking more like, like Esteban Ocon. Ocon. I know. Death taxes and Ocon scoring, scoring points. Or actually high points, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know. It's getting weird. I can't believe Gasly's just, I don't know. He's that car's like, not great this year. It's not great. It makes me sad. It, the qualifying pace hasn't been good. No. Nope. That's typically what they kind of relied on I'll last year. I'll continue to wear my Pierre Gasly t-shirt oh, every Sunday. I mean, Sunday. absolutely. you got to support the guy you support. <laughs> but it's just from last year to this year, the pace has kind of dropped off immensely. Yep. Um, just that they kind of they kind of relied on their their qualifying pace last year, and that's kind of not bailing them out this year. No. They haven't done much of all any this year. I mean, I think the highest that Pierre's gotten is P six or P five. Uh, yeah, it's I'm pretty not sure. been real great. Which is pretty good, but. And it seems like we lose one of them all the time. Seems like Sonoda it's, can't finish a race. Yu- but. No, Yuki Yuki has done well in that car. I will say, Yuki has mm-hmm. actually coped pretty well. Uh, Pierre has coped the best he can. Um, it just sucks to see that like they can do a lot more in that mm-hmm. car. You can, yeah, I think out of all the teams, I think you can see that these two drivers are faster yeah, than their the car. Yeah, the drivers are better than their car, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's interesting, too, because it's a Red Bull car. Why why aren't they having the same specs? But it's just a different different team, well, different setup, different... It's frustrating. Same power unit, but it's just sister mm-hmm. team stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that if Alpine surpasses McLaren, I mean, the pressure's on McLaren right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're tied right now. They're awfully close. Yeah. I mean... You can rely on Lando doing well. Yep. I think if you, I think a, I think a Lando Esteban fight is is upcoming Ooh, in this be fun in this French Grand Prix. Ooh. That would be it's going to be bitter. It's going to be it's going to be the elbows are going to come out. Oh, for sure. Lando's going to step it up, and so is Esteban because oh, yeah. Lando's going Lando likes to step it up when mm-hmm. he needs to step. Yeah, it up. Yeah, Lando's got Moxie. There's no doubt about that. And I just he's cheeky for a reason. Cheeky. Lando. And I can see I can see Fernando stepping it up. Yeah. I. Don't know about Ricardo, though. Ricardo seems like a, you know, he's a personality to me more than he is a driver right now, and I'm just not sure. Yeah, exactly. If I had to pick, if I had to pick going in, who's going to be on top? Alpine. I think it's... I agree. We got a two-time world championship and this Alcon who's just absolutely driving out of his mind right 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 now. now. He's driving great. I, I think... I mean, depending on you know how much pace that they have compared to the the three top teams, I mean, the sky's the limit for it Mr. Is. Mr. Alcon in the yeah. French Grand Prix, and you know you got Fernando Alonso who has, who has amazing qualifying pace. We oh, see yeah. in you know he got the P two right. in Canada, or no, he he qualified P two in Canada uh, with the wet weather, and right. then he he kind of his the strategy did not work out for him. But I think if they if everything goes smoothly, everything goes swimmingly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Otmar Safnauer, I think, is going to be sitting pretty happy after uh, yeah. the, the or in the summer break at P four in the constructors championship. Can you imagine Alpine as P four? What in God's name? We would never have predicted that. Mm-mm. There's no doubt about that. All right, speaking of predictions, let's move into France. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, just a couple things uh, for France after that. I mean, Red Bull look to respond. After their kind of squeegee loss in uh-huh. in, uh, in Austria, yeah, they're always they're always looking to to prove themselves. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. So they got to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna probably see, you're 
going to see some good pace, I think, from the Red Bulls this time this time around, too, because they were pretty pacey yeah. uh, last year. Mm-hmm. You got Sergio Perez on the podium last year. And, oh, that's uh, right. Uh, just the awesome strategy fight between, you know, Mercedes and Red Bull last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely could see the Red Bulls coming out swinging. Um, doesn't mean that Ferrari can fight back. They've, they have in the past, and I think they can. Mm-hmm. Um, their car looking pretty fast. Right. Uh, we just, just got to keep it on the road. We got to keep the engine inside the car Whoa. and not on fire. <laughs> right. That's a good strategy. Let's keep the engine not on fire, fellas. How, how do we do that? How do we pull that off? <laughs> Honestly, I, I feel like Ferrari's faster than, than Red Bull right now if they're, right now, if they're yes. staying safe, if, if their mm-hmm. car is, is sustainable. Because I just feel like those two drivers are just mm-hmm. fast. Paul Ricard is all about strategy. Yeah. It's all about nailing the perfect strategy. And you're going into this year mm-hmm. where you got new cars. It's kind of hard to the, know. What to know. To, yeah, there's no predictability. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's I, I'm curious to see what Ferrari does strategically. Right. Because strategically they haven't been awesome this year. Right. Um, so I'm, the well, pressure's they're, on. Well, because they're always they're failing. Always, yeah, they're it always. It seems like they're always Something failing. always screws up. Yeah. So they kind of have to be. They have. They have to nail it, yeah. really, um, yeah. because Red Bull is going to be coming out swinging. They got a yeah. chip on their shoulder after after they lost their home Grand Prix. So um, it's going to be a, a mind fight between the strategy team at Red Bull and the strategy team at Ferrari. Right. And my money's on for Red Bull, honestly, because ah, the Red Bull, the the strategy team at Red Bull seems to be a little bit better than the Ferrari strategy team. Because yeah, but you know whatever. Yeah, we'll see how we land. Um, Well, where do you think uh, the drivers will land? Well, I I have, I think, I think, uh, I think Charles Leclerc is going to do it again. I think he's going to get the the win. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think that that he he has the pace right now, and I think that Ferrari are going to somehow find a way to not screw it up. (laughs) I hope so. Which is I kind of bold coming from me, yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, kind of because they always seem to find a way to screw it up. But I think that Chucky Leclerc is going to get it done, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think Lewis Hamilton is going to be P two. Oh, interesting. I think they're kind of sneaking in that in that little way, and I think Lewis Hamilton is going to have a little chip on his shoulder after what happened last year. You know, he might. Yeah. Uh, after you know they dominated the whole race, and then they, I mean. Uh, yeah. Max Chapman gets the undercut on him, <laughs> and then yeah, it's that great, was great great overtake that move. Was brutal. And yep. it steals it right from him. So I think, um, and the Mercedes have been kind of on a little bit of a rise They're here. They're on a little bit of a rise, so for I think, sure. And Hamilton's been on the podium three times. I think he's going to move up the podium, up the podium. one step, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be P2. Yeah. Followed by Mr. Max Verstappen, who's going to get P3. I think there's going to be um, contact into, I think there's going to be a bit of contact into, I think he's going to, he, I don't think he's going to qualify on pole position. Oh, interesting. I think Charles Leclerc is going to take that. Oh, but I do think I think there's going to be. I think uh, Max is going to send it on the inside, and I think there's going to be some contact, maybe a bro- broken wing. It's going to make Verstappen pit, and then he has to fight back from there, and he'll, he'll get P3. That's Ooh. my prediction. And I think the driver of the day will be Lando Norris. <laughs> I think. So you're rooting for the McLaren. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I'll root for the McLaren. Uh, I think that they're oh, not. Oh, you're just rooting for Lando because you like him. I think, I think they're not going to qualify well. Yeah, I don't think Danny Ricardo's going to qualify well. Or at Lando, all. I don't think. Either. Really interesting. But I think that Lando. Well, their gonna, car's not fast in qualifying usually. Lando is going to find some sort of gear, some sort of mentality to Lando, just fight back. I yeah. think I don't think, I don't think he'll be good enough to get like 
podium? No, I don't think so. Obviously not. But I think he's I think he'll get. Scrap. I think he'll just get scrappy, and yeah. I think he'll get scrapper of the day. So that's yeah. just my predict. Because the pressure's on him, man. Because yeah. his teammate's not going to be doing much. No. So if he wants to get, if he wants to defend the P four that they have in the constructors, and his, you know, if he wants to get some more points on on Alcon, uh, or he wants actually actually defending from from Alcon. I mean, Lando Norris is P seven. Esteban Alcon's is uh, P eight, and. Uh, you know, it's going to be a nice fight between those two guys, uh, and I think uh, Lando Norris is going to come out on top. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's a great prediction. I do like Lando. I think he's awesome. I, it'll just be interesting to see where he lands and how the McLarens end up because the McLaren story over this year has been very lackluster at best. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I I don't disagree with the. I think Charles Leclerc will take the race. I do think he'll land P one. Um, I just think he's hot right now and hard to beat. Um, in particular, if he starts P1, um, he, he's really hard to pass exactly. unless he unless his car fails. But, you know, this week he didn't start P1 and he ended up winning anyways, but that was a first for him. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I think it'll be for Stappen because I just don't think you can beat Max. I just think Max is always in the mix. He's so competitive and... You know, I, I he and Charles Leclerc to me are they're the story of the year because they seem to be swapping positions all the time. They're similar. They grew up together. They raced, you know, those old go karts together and all that stuff. They've known each other for so long. I just feel like it's such an interesting story to watch those two race against one another because mm-hmm. I feel like they know each other like brothers. They do. They but, have. They do. They did um, race go karts. They did mm-hmm. race. They raced F three <laughs> together and F two together. I think. I know it's crazy, and so it's just fun to watch them. Because you know that there's a mutual respect there, but also they just want to win all the time. But um, I'm really rooting for Signs to get P3. Mm-hmm. I really want him to to be on the podium again. I just, oh, I think he's such a good driver, and I don't want his car to fail. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think that P3 position is open to a lot of people. I really think Hamilton's in the mix, Russell's in the mix, Perez is in the mix, Alcon is definitely in the mix. I think... <laughs> to add something to that, I think like this is probably the closest all six of those drivers have been. Hundred percent. Like R and D wise and the car wise, mm-hmm. I think we could see some some fireworks in the French Grand Prix because yeah. I think they're just they're all kind of like kind of mashing. Like Mercedes is getting closer yep. to Ferrari, and Ferrari's getting closer to Red Bull. Yeah. So I think that it's kind of coming to a head. It is, and I at some point it's going to. Um, I but think that we're this is the really, time to yeah. do it because we're going, we're going into, into, into the, the break. The break, and yeah, so. I just think you know, some, they've all got something to prove. Exactly. So if you want to, if you want to send a message, if you're Lewis Hamilton, if you're, I mean, anybody, mm-hmm. if you're anybody on any team, yep. you want to say, hey man, let's let's give it, let's give it the beans, yep. and let's 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 try to get some points here. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting race. I I want the driver of the day. I don't know that it will happen, but I want the driver of the day to be Alcon or Gasly, simply because it's their home race mm-hmm. and they're home ta- home country but um i feel like you're going opposite of me you're going to go akon <laughs> i know i like the call though i i feel like the driver of the day might be akon because i tell you what that guy he's been driving 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 like crazy and i just think this he's gonna go balls to the wall in this uh race because why wouldn't he it's france and um I think he's got a lot to prove, so it'll be interesting to watch him. I hope he does well. Um, and uh, I am very excited about this race. I am too. And this could be a good one. It could be a really good one because there's just a lot of like 
I love the little like I love the strategy of the yeah. French Grand Prix because it's like it's not a terribly complex track. No, it's just all like your tire. It's all tire wear basically. Is plus what there's a lot does. of long straights where the yeah. people can break it's away. Quick. So um, you know there's a couple of like twisty turnies that kind of tie you up, but for the most part there's four pretty long straights that can get you uh, you yeah. know a little bit more of a of an edge. And I just so. I love the. I just love the strategy. The, the it's just it's feel it's just a different. You have to use a little bit more brain power mm-hmm. on the French Grand Prix. Um, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> They're so enlightened. It's just it's, the, the tire. The ti- All that, yeah. the French. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just the way that the tire wear uh, works, and and like the little nuances of the track kind of make the t- the tires wear a little more. Right. And uh, it, that forces you to, to make uh, pit stop calls and forces you to, to change your strategy. Sure. You, you know, a uh, safety car or two could, could flip that up. Um, All right. Yeah, I just, I'm looking looking forward to see how these top three teams now can give it, can can look to kind of find their way into the, into the break. And then we'll see how the Alpine-McLaren fight, that's going to be what I'm watching. I know. Is the, is the Alpine-McLaren that's, fight. That's the fight of the day. I'm not going to oh, lie. Absolutely. That's the one I'm really watching too. I I'm going to be watching very that. curious. And it'll be interesting to see what happens over the break if there's any talk about, you know, making some changes. Yeah. But all in all, uh, vive la France, right? Vive la France. We can't wait. Can't wait. Let's go. Uh See you next time on Points to Podiums podcast. I'm Lori Hemmett. I'm Nolan Hemmett. We'll see you in France. Et bonjour.